This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys. Trying to catch some people Friday lunch hour. Uh, hopefully work's going well and you're getting ready for the weekend. Despite this weather, it is raining or sleeting or wherever you are. Um, the weather just seems to be raining everywhere. But we've got a lot of fun things to talk about today. I'm really, really excited about today's show. Um, we're going to be covering some quarterback draft options. Um, again, you know, obviously Trey Lance, we're going to get some updates there. Brock Purdy updates there, but you got to have, you know, three to four quarterbacks. You got to have four quarterbacks going into camp. So the 49ers will be adding, um, quarterbacks, whether through free agency or draft. So we're going to cover some options there. We're going to be covering skill position versus offensive linemen and where the term big uglies is that an insult, what that means. And then we're going to get into the sophomore players which I understand it's probably more sexy to talk about rookies and all that kind of stuff and draft it. I probably could have titled this episode to get more views or downloads, whatever. But the way the 49ers do business is not, quote-unquote, sexy. They're not the ones that are going to go out there and they always want the big splash and, you know, who's this new trending whatever. That's not the way they do things. They love to redshirt players in the NFL, which is very uncommon. Um, but it's just the way Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch do things. So we're going to dive back into last year's draft class briefly and kind of just touch um, on each one of those, the ones that are still around, that is, and try to see what is in store moving forward. Because, again, we all want to talk about the draft, and that is appropriate because it's fun. Draft's my favorite thing. That's what got me into the NFL. Um, I was the kid that would buy Madden and simulate the entire season 
just so I could go through the off season. That, that was it. And I, I, that was, that was who I was. Now I love playing the game and all that stuff, but my mind was how do we get this new fun player, whatever developed talent. And then NCAA, whenever that was around, which was incredible, it was all about the recruiting season, and all that kind of stuff. What's up, Kim greetings from Denmark. He says, I love all the people out here. This is incredible. All the hashtag CCs, the countdown crew, baby showing up in February. Um, absolutely freaking love it. Hashtag CC. Now let's get to our first question. This one comes from Phil on Patreon. I answered part of his question last uh, episode and he, he messaged me and he was like, man, you missed the last part of my question. Phil, I didn't miss it. I'm a squirrel. <laughs> so when we do these live episodes, um, sometimes I get distracted. And I got all these notes and all this stuff. For example, for today's show, um, I have six and a half pages of notes. Um, I'm going to do my best to follow them and I have them ordered, but sometimes you get, I get sidetracked. So I apologize. That's part of the live show. The good and the bad is I don't always get to what I want to get to And So I wanted to pick up with the second part of his question. Um, he brought a question talking about quarterbacks. And he said, what are some of the options if the 49ers do draft a quarterback? Um, what is it that we would want to see? Now, I have to bracket this conversation because, guess what? We we understand the, the 49ers, like, they've got two quarterbacks, okay? Trey Lance, who just put out an Instagram that he's looking for wide receivers to throw to in the Bay Area, which is great news. Um, I was on a show this morning with Johnny Dale's Football Academy, which was a blast. Uh, pay attention to that one. That would be dropping soon. But, um, you know, we talked about this. Th this is great news. If you take nothing away, news in February is usually bad. Almost any news that comes out is bad. This is positive news. If you followed the trajectory that Trey Lance and Kyle Shanahan put out there with his, you know, when he would be available, it was this week. This would be the earliest that he would be fully cleared. And the fact that he's posting, hey, I'm looking for, you know, people to throw to, great news. Absolutely great news for Trey Lance. The fact that the 49ers might have one healthy quarterback, um, I'll take it. I'll take what we got. Brock Purdy, the delayed surgery by two more weeks because of inflammation, not ideal. He was already up against it with that six-month time frame. Um, and I, I, I want to play this clip. This was the final press conference with John uh, Lynch, Kyle Shanahan. Shout out to the Honorable Juan Salas for getting us this clip. And again, this is the conversation of adding quarterbacks with what you already have. You got two guys. You need four. Let's listen to the head coach. It always is. But I mean, first time, you know, when um, a quarterback gets his arm bent backwards and stuff, it's, I think anybody gets hurt from that. You know, it's, it's unfortunate when quarterbacks get hurt, but um, that's, yeah, you try to have three. Sometimes you bring four into camp, but I don't think we're going to start having five or anything like that. So um, Brock did a pretty good job being durable all year, and um, they got his elbow in an unfortunate situation, which I think has happened to a number of quarterbacks. I mean, going back to, I don't know exactly, but even you look at Breeze, um, I don't know if that was shoulder or elbow. Um, that he did on the last play of the year. Um, I mean, there's, there's lots of situations like that. And you look at the recovery timeline and um, the good thing, I mean, Stafford, I don't know if that was um, from an from an impact thing or if that just built up over time, but I know he went through some of that stuff last off season that affected him a little bit into this year. But the good thing about Brock is 
that wasn't an issue. It was a freak accident that I think everyone saw what happened. And when you talk to the doctors, it takes three months to really get back to repairing it and building it up the right way. And in six months, he'll be the same guy. So that gives us our timetable slash, you know, what it is we're looking for and why having so many quarterbacks is so important. Uh, Big Papa says, love our quarterback room, praying they both get healthy and prosper. I'm with you, man. You know, a couple weeks ago, me and Wayne were on here, and we went through, and we just went off of Wayne's projections. We named all 32 teams in the NFL and said, how many of those teams are the 49ers quarterback room better than? And I think we came out to, they were top 10. They were like number 10. 22 teams, the 49ers had a better quarterback room. There were 10 teams or nine teams that were ahead of the 49ers. 49ers are in a great spot. Doesn't mean they're in the best spot. And in today's NFL, if you are not a top five quarterback room, then it doesn't even matter. You got to get to the top five to win Super Bowls. That's just the way it is. Now, people want to throw out Trent Dilfer or Brad Johnson. I get that. Those are the exceptions to the rule. They're the Mongolians, if you will. Like, they don't follow. A couple history people probably got that reference. They don't follow the exact same plan and tactics that everybody else has to success. You want to win in today's NFL, you got to get a quarterback. The 49ers have the best defense in the NFL. They got all these skill positions. They've got all those things. You got to get a quarterback. So I do fully expect them to add a veteran quarterback and a draft quarterback or an undrafted free agent quarterback. So I, I preface this in two sections, okay, Phil? Uh, he was the one with the question. Early draft picks, third round, which for the 49ers, uh, that's our early picks. We got three third-round comp picks. Um, according to uh, drafttech.com, those picks would be number 99, 101, and probably 102. So you could kind of see, like we say early, but that's the earliest the 49ers are scheduled to pick now. I do not expect them to trade up for a pick, and I do not expect them to use one of these third-round picks um, on a quarterback. But if they did, there's one quarterback that I have highlighted big time, and I got to say shout-out to my boy Josh, 49ers faithful forever. Uh, he is in the chat. I uh, love this guy. Um, he is helping me with my draft prep. We are starting to build this. Um, we also got uh, Brian Carter. If you haven't checked out his podcast, Brian Carter 99, go check that out. Um, he's helping as well. So if the 49ers did take a quarterback in the third round, I don't think they should. I don't think they will. But if they did, I would want, and I'm not even sure this guy would be there, Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee. Um, I really, really like this guy. And let me just say this. Daniel Jeremiah, who's probably my favorite draft content provider, uh, came out and said, this guy is a first-round pick. However, Trent Baalke has entered the chat. He did tear his ACL in November. Because of that, that will drop him down the boards to, I think, the third round. Will he be there by pick 99? I doubt it. Um, but if the 49ers, if you told me the Niners are going to take a quarterback in the third round, if you told me they were able to get Hendon Hooker, I would be ecstatic. I love this dude. He's huge, 6'4", 218. Um, it's funny watching his film because he reminds me a little bit of Trey Lance. Um, though you know He's more of a plotter, bigger back, a bigger running back type guy. Throws an amazing deep ball, just like Trey Lance does. Um, he even wears number five, which uh, is awesome. But, you know, the athletic comps, um, you're looking at a Daniel Jones, Quincy Carter type guy that excels in the deep ball. But again, towards ACL in November, you put that nine-month time frame. He's young. He's not that young, though. He's older than Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. In fact, 
every quarterback we talk about today is older than Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. That's how young those two guys are. Um, he's 25 years old because that COVID exemption, everybody got this extra year. Um, but anyway, Hendon Hooker would be the guy I'd want in the third round. Okay. Uh, oh, what's up, Daryl? Appreciate the super chat. He says, miss you, fam. Go Niners. I love it, Daryl. Uh, you, you are the freaking man. Appreciate your generosity in the super chat. Now, two later round quarterbacks that are getting the most attention. These are guys that you would take in kind of the fifth, sixth, seventh round. Um, and again, you have to understand every single one of these quarterbacks, you can make the argument, well, they won't be there at that point or they shouldn't be drafted. Just like Brock Purdy. Uh, probably 20 teams, maybe even more, did not have Brock Purdy on their big board. 49ers did, um, but he went 262. So, like, again, once you get to the – it's very difficult to predict late round picks. It's easy to pick the first round, relatively easy. Um, late round picks are very hard. Um, you know, last year when we did our draft book, which we're going on, I think year nine of me doing a draft book, because I started doing that just on my own because I'm weird. <laughs> um, I think this is year nine of us, like me making a draft book and I, that's available to all of our Patreons and all that stuff. We're, we're, we're going way over 200 this year. Now it's going to be a little bit more. How do I say this less in depth on each prospect? and covering more, a little bit more shallow but broader blanket, um, just so we could cast a wider net this year. That's the plan. Um, but the two quarterbacks that I like late, later in this draft, Jake Hayner. Uh, let's just be really, really honest. Uh, local kid, Fresno State. Everybody likes him. Um, 6'1", 200 pounds. He's 24 years old. And there we go, Josh, right there. Hayner in the fifth. Um, I think that's where he's going to go, fourth or fifth round. My favorite thing about him, he's played in 32 career games. So he's got the experience, um, good arm straight, not elite, super high football IQ, ball placement is everything. And he's just, he's a clutch player, like NBA GM, right? Like he shows up and he's just a gamer. Smaller size, injuries are a concern. But, you know, the, the comp that we have for him is Tyler Heineke, that type of player, right? That just goes out there and outperforms, outperforms, outperforms. And whenever he shows up at the combine, which is relatively short, uh, close, we're talking about a week. We're a week away from the combine, ladies and gents. He's going to fall down draft boards because he doesn't measure up. 6'1", 200? Yeah, he comes in less than that 6'1", number. If they, you know, bumped up his height numbers just for the program or whatever else, that's going to hurt big time. If he's less than 200, that's going to hurt big time. So those are some low level thresholds for the quarterback position that you kind of got to hit. And so if you're over 6'1", 200, now you're talking fourth round. He comes in six foot 192. I, I hate to say, like, man, how can half of an inch and 10 pounds make that big of a difference? In today's NFL, with quarterback injuries, it matters. More quarterbacks started a game this year in 2022 than ever in the history of the NFL. Why? Injuries, injuries, injuries. And it's not just the 49ers. It was the 49ers, right? Four quarterbacks got hurt. But Arizona Cardinals, four quarterbacks. Rams, four quarterbacks. Seahawks, they had one quarterback the whole time. Um, and were able to make, you know, the playoffs. Uh, CJ, say what's up? Shout out to the hat if you guys are watching. Uh, this is from the no none other than Project Hoea. Um, this is all custom, hand done. The legend, the legend Project Hoea. Uh, go check him out. 
on Instagram. Love that dude. He puts out the best stuff, jerseys, hats, whatever it is you want. So if you're ever like, man, I, I need a birthday present or, you know, I don't know what I want for Christmas or whatever, man, tell the wifey, get me a custom 49ers thing from Project Hoea on Instagram. He ain't paid me for that. I'm just saying, I love that dude. I support that dude. He does great work. Um, so that's there. So that's Jake Hayner. I really, really like him. Um, I think that he would be a perfect fit gamer type guy. And then the other is Stetson Bennett. Now, I've got him way later. Uh, I don't like Stetson Bennett. I'm just going to be honest. I, I was at the national championship game, Georgia versus TCU. I saw him just destroy those guys. He's 5'11", 190, so even smaller. But he's played in 41 career games. He's 25 years old. This dude is three years older <laughs> than Trey Lance. He's two years older than Brock Purdy. I'm sorry. I'm just going to keep bringing up the age there because I'm hoping – it's supposed to be a Stetson Bennett uh, little thing. And I'll get back to Stetson. But I'm hoping it like this idea of a make it or make it or break it. Like Trey Lance has to start week one and be great for his first three games. I just don't see it, man. The kid's 22. Where were you when you were 22? Like, like imagine go back to John Chapman's 22 year old self. It's somebody telling me it's make it or break it time. I just graduated college. I was going to grad school. I was working. I worked the Costco shift in the morning while I was in grad school from four to eight, four to 8 AM. Then I would go take classes. Then I go work at a bank and I was pursuing a real estate career uh, and trying to become a history professor at the college level. That was where my life was. Look where I am now. Things change. Um, to say somebody like make it or break it, and I get the pressure, and I'm not saying for the 49ers maybe it is, but come on, guys. Like, again, you guys all know somebody that's 21 or 22 years old. Like, imagine thinking their career hinges on whatever it is they're doing right now. Um, I, I just don't see it. I'm sorry. It, it For me to, like, try to understand that, it just doesn't make sense. But it's what it is. Oh, look at this. We have uh, – I, I got a little announcement to make. Paul Hope, the man, the myth, the legend from across the pond. Um, he says, I'm 43 this year. That's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Next Wednesday um, at noon Pacific Standard Time, um, the Honorable Paul Hope and Lee Gowlin are going to be joining us um, on this show. So uh, bringing the uh, <laughs> the fellows from England over, and they're going to be on this show. I'm so excited about that. So that's next Wednesday at noon. Um, I wasn't planning on bringing that up today, but uh, excited to hang out with Paul and Lee. They are just the best people, man. I haven't had a chance to meet Paul in person. Lee, I have a few times, uh, but I'm hoping that changes this year. You know, that Jaguars game. Oh, I'm crossing my fingers. The 49ers are set to vi visit Jacksonville this year. Really, really hope that's going to be a London game. And if it is, uh, you know, the 49ers rush road trip, we ain't going to miss an international game, period. Uh, I got to I got to redo my <laughs> passport. It expires next month. Um, so anyway, uh, anyway, that's there. So uh, go check out their channel. Um, just type in, I mean, UK faithful. They are everywhere. They do a hell of a job. And again, if you in the offseason, there's two types of fans. OK, there are fans that. I got to get away from football because I'm sad and depressed and, you know, just set back. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and then there's the other ones. It's just like all my content's gone. I went from listening to 10 shows a day to maybe one or two. I need more content. Well, if you need more content, 
that's where you need to go to. Uh, go check out their channel. Just type in Paul Hope. It'll pull up. UK Faithful. Uh, they do a hell of a job. So uh, support those guys. They're just good people. Just good people. Um, so anyway, back to Stetson Bennett. He's interesting. Um, you know, he's 5'11", 190, but he does have a little bit of the kind of a squirreliness to him in a positive way. That's a second squirrel reference this episode. Interesting. Um, but he can pick up yards with his legs very well. Um, good, not elite arm strength. Can hold on to the ball too long sometimes, which I don't like. But he's a confident passer, kind of Case Keenum. You know, again, these are guys that you don't build your franchise around. But if you look at Shanahan's past and you see guys like Hoyer, right, or, you know, Schaub or any of those, like these guys fit that mold. I would not want to pick Stetson Bennett before um, the sixth round. If they picked him in the fifth, I wouldn't like it. If they got him in the sixth with their 215 pick, or at least that's where it is now, um, the picks still are going to change because the, the NFL solidifies their compensation picks between now and the combine. So we've got about a week to two weeks for the NFL to come out and say, these are the official picks. So with all the projections out there right now, none of it is official, but it's pretty close. They've gotten pretty good at nailing kind of the formula down over the caps, probably the best at it. But, you know, and again, we'll put this up there real quick, Clayton, if you don't mind. Clayton's crushing it in the back. If you want to know the draft capital, again, just update real quick on draft capital and what the 49ers are scheduled to have, not official. Three third-rounders. One of those third-rounders is the May Mayhew Sala, um, which this is the last year you get one of those picks. Another one is the pick for Mike McDaniel. Last year you get that pick. And then this year, the Ron Carthon. Now, I need to adjust that for Carthon and D'Amico Ryans. Um, you do not get an extra third rounder for D'Amico Ryans this year. You do not get an extra third rounder next year in 2024. You do get an extra third rounder in 2020. What would that be? Four? Yeah, no, five. Yeah, so 23, 24, 25. Then um, no fourth rounder. You we have our fifth round pick. We got a fifth round pick for the Jeff Wilson Jr. trade, which was a steal of a trade. You get a fifth round comp pick for DJ Jones. Sixth round comp pick for Arden Key our own seventh rounder. Then we get a seventh round pick for the Jonas Griffith trade two years ago. Um, friend of the show. It was so cool when he came on back in the day, seventh rounder for Raheem Mostert and a seventh rounder for K1 Williams. So that's the draft kind of schedule and where we are as far as picks, 11 picks, a lot of picks, a lot of picks. So now before we jump into some more questions and comments, the best way, and I got a new announcement. I'm so excited about this for our Patreon program. I'm going to start next Wednesday. Best way to support the show, off-season content. We don't stop. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash 49 podcast. And as soon as you sign up, you get almost everything, depending on the tier you pick. And if you're just interested in 49ers play, guess what? We have every single offensive, defensive, and special teams play from the last two and a half years. Every single game for the 49ers. Nobody else has this content. Now, not to mention we have extra episodes weekly. We've got scouting report breakdowns. We've got betting. We've got your one-stop shop for 49ers content. And if you want to be heard, guess what? We got Zoom Hangouts twice a month where we listen to you patreon.com slash 49ers rush podcast or just google patreon and 49ers we're the first one that shows up
All right, next Wednesday. I'm so excited about this. Next Wednesday, um, every Wednesday, in fact, at 5.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, we are going to start our Zoom hangout sessions and watch the 1994 season together. So I found a myriad of games, not the entire season, but about eight different games that I want to go through in the 1994 season of the 49ers championship run. Uh, run. And we're just going to Mystery Science 3000 this bad boy, where I'm going to, we're all going to jump on on zoom and i'm going to share my screen as we watch and listen to the actual games itself and we're just going to watch and relive some of this stuff and have some debates about nostalgia and what it is so if you're somebody that wants to jump into and know more about 49ers history maybe you joined the fandom late maybe you're young um or if you just want to relive the glory days it was the last time we went on a super bowl run and brought home that ring so uh, we're going to start that, and it's going to be almost every Wednesday. Um, I do have some Wednesdays I might have to miss in this offseason. But, yeah, we're just going to see how it goes. Um, and, man, I'm really excited about that. One, it's going to bring about community because you'll get to see and interact with other fans, which is important. But, two, I think it's just going to be fun. And it, just seeing – putting things into perspective. Like, even that 1994 season, I started going through some of the games myself. Man, there were some bumps in the road. Uh, but I'm excited about this. I'm really excited about this and, and really want to see what that's going to look like. Um, from Russ, um, an email back in the day, I answered it briefly before. He asked this. He said, I've always wondered why receivers, running backs, QBs, DBs, etc., are called skill position players. Why line is basically considered grunt work. Isn't there skill involved in kick sliding, hand placement, swim moves, pursuit angles, etc.? Where did this weird distinction come from? This has been around for a long time. Um, and I think in the old NFL, it made more sense. This was before guys like Joe Staley, you know, Joe Thomas, Trent Williams, like those guys got skills, but it didn't used to be that way, right? The term was like big uglies, right? You'd hear like John Madden and Pat Summerall and these guys again back to the 1994. You'd hear these kind of almost like derogatory, whatever. But I can tell you this. From coaching and playing, there's they turn into kind of terms like of endearment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we do the grunt work. We are the lunch pill. We are the play in, play out guys. And so you you kind of get some of that. But I hate that designation. I don't like it. I don't feel bad uh, <laughs> for the terms. But yeah, it's interesting. But whenever you look at it, you know. If the ball is in your hand, quote-unquote skill guy, I get that. Now, defensively, doesn't really apply too much because you just have the front four. Linebackers are skill guys. It's really just the O-line and D-line. But, yeah, it's interesting. I don't like it, but it's kind of what it is. Um, I don't take it as a slight. Uh, I, I really, really don't. Like, just a skill guy. And usually the further you get away from the ball, right, like, starting with the center, like where the ball is actually snapped. You get to the kind of the tight ends and running backs and quarterbacks, and you get even further to the defensive backs and wide receivers. That's where the drama starts. That's where it's me, me, me. I mean, you can't even pick. In the broadcast view of most of these games, you can't even see offensive line play. They're covered up completely because they're doing that hor like the horizontal view, and it's tilted. You can't even see who the guards are. Until a replay or till the end of the play, 
it's so it's it's frustrating, right? Like it's it's zooming in on the quarterback and running back and wide receivers and all those things. And I, I just don't like it. That's why I like the all 22. You can kind of you can get what you want out of the film. Um, but you know, people don't buy O-line jerseys. Um I wish they did more so. Uh, Trent Williams, we gave away a couple Trent Williams autographed jerseys. They were hard to get uh, this year on our road trips. Oh, man. Um, those freaking things are sweet. Joe Staley jerseys, those are hard to get. I love those. I love those. Um, next question we got here from Chris. I, I love this. Um, he says, two key rookies that were drafted in 2022, Danny Gray and Ty Davis Price, TDP. He says, what are your expectations for these two who barely got on the field last season? Now, let me say this, and I, I want to go through each one of these two in detail. I want to start with Danny Gray. I think Danny Gray needs two things to happen. One, he needs Trey Lance. He's a deep ball specialist. He's a high speed everything, and if Trey Lance isn't the quarterback, it diminishes everything that Danny Gray brings to the team. Two, Brandon Ayuk was the Iron Man um, of 49ers skill players. <laughs> uh, and I think that, that that was a big deal. Because like if you look at the snaps, Brandon Ayuk played 1,162 snaps this year. And that's regular season and postseason. 1,100 plus snaps. Debo, 816. So you're talking about somebody that did 300 plus snaps over Debo, who was the second wide receiver. Jennings, 610. Danny Gray only played 96 snaps on offense. 96, not even 100. Now, why was that the case? And, oh, Big Papa. Dude, I love this dude. He knows his stuff. Gray was playing well on special teams last year at the end. It was nice to see. That's in my notes. Thank you, Big Papa. He absolutely carved a place out for himself in special teams as the punt gunner. I mean, he was incredible. It probably started the last six games. And, man, he was awesome. Speed's evident. The problem was, on offense, route running was suspect at best for the first half of the year. And You look at his stats. He had one rush attempt for nine yards. He had one catch for 10 yards on seven targets. Like, not a good rookie year. However, he... What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Has found himself a role on this roster in special teams. And again, he's the backup for Ayuk. That, that was his only role. So the only time he was on the field was when Ayuk was on the sidelines. Well, Ayuk played pretty much damn near every snap. And so it was just limited. Now, you don't expect Ayuk to play every snap like he did last year. This just gives a little bit more credence to the idea of, okay, we can work him in a little bit more. Now, again, you got to have Trey Lance. Brock Purdy, I love Brock Purdy. And if Brock Purdy is the starter of this team for the next 10 years, I would be so happy. I would be so happy. He's incredible. 49ers are in great hands with Trey Lance or Brock Purdy. We'll see who wins that you know battle. But Brock Purdy and Danny Gray just don't go well together. He does not have the arm strength to throw the deep ball. He doesn't. Now, he can throw the deep ball, but just not well. Um, so that hurts his stock big time. When they drafted Danny Gray, it was because they were transitioning from Jimmy Garoppolo, who doesn't throw the ball deep at all, to Trey Lance, who has one of the strongest arms in the NFL. So it's a, it's a, it's a matchup-based thing based on your quarterback. So does that mean Danny Gray won't work here? If Brock Purdy's the quarterback, no, that's all I'm saying. I'm saying that it severely limits his potential and impact on the 49ers offense, severely. Um, so we'll see there. Uh, but I do. I, he can't have a worse year, and I think his usage will go up. Uh, you know, Wide receiver is rough for rookies. It's hard to transition, especially in Kyle Shanahan's system, because in a lot of those, like, if you played for the Cardinals under Kingsbury – you know, these air raid systems, that's fine. You know your routes, you can do whatever you want to do. You don't block, you don't get a play. And Gray sucked at run blocking early in the year. He got tougher, he got tougher, he got tougher, and was able to go in and spell Ayuk on a couple plays late. That was nice and blocked well. Um, so it just takes time because this dude's just been a receiver his whole life. Now he's got to be a blocking receiver and know all the nuances and one of the most complex motions and all that stuff. It's difficult. Now, TDP, all right, this is interesting because we could sit here and say, man, we've seen this before. We had Sermon, third-round pick. Didn't go well. You moved on with him after a year. Then you got Ty Davis-Price, third-round pick. Jordan Mason passes him. What do we do? Now, let, let me just say a couple things here. Ty Davis price is light years ahead of where Sermon was, Trey Sermon was last year. So I understand the similarities are there and very easy to extrapolate. I get that. They're different, okay? 
Ty Davis Price actually played 34 carries, 99 yards. He rushed for five first downs. Not great numbers. Not the numbers anybody thought he was going to have. But we're going to find out pretty damn soon, literally two months. If the 49ers go out and draft a running back in the third or fourth round, then we know they're out on him. Now, somebody sitting there screaming at their computer or thing, we don't have a fourth-round pick. You are correct. But trading around, back, forward, whatever, the third to fourth-round pick, there's a demarcation line after that. Okay? After the fourth-round pick, where the 49ers do their best in the fifth round, that's where it turns into best player available. Third, fourth round, that's where you're drafting for need. We expect these players to somewhat contribute, which again is funny, coming for the 49ers because most of their players do not contribute. Uh, but third, fourth round's different than fifth, sixth, seventh round. Does that make sense? So if the 49ers draft a guy running back in the third or fourth round, then I think, yeah, sound the alarms, TDP might be on his way out. But if you look at the depth chart currently, CMC, Debo, right? However you want to put that in there. Elijah Mitchell, when healthy, doesn't happen often. Then you got Jordan Miss Mitchell, Mason, ugh, Jordan Mason, then Ty Davis Price. The, you're going to keep those guys because right now you're keeping all five of those guys on your active roster, right? Um, CMC, Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason, TDP. Right now you're keeping those four. Now look at this guy. He says Ty, uh, Ty, Ty J Spears, running back from Tulane. I don't know why that's hard for me to say. Um, I love him too. And he's going in the late third round. So you're talking about a perfect scheme fit. You're talking about a value fit for where our picks are. But I don't I don't want to spend another third round pick on running back. Doesn't mean Kyle Shanahan won't. I'm fine with CMC, Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason, TDP. Now I would I'm fine drafting a sixth or seventh round running back or undrafted free agent running back. I don't want to spend a third round pick on there. Doesn't mean they won't. All right. It seems to be a tradition at this point. Shout out Joe Williams. Ugh, ugh, that grossed me out. Sorry about that. <laughs> but um, I do think they like TDP. Um, the problem was Jordan Mason was just lights out. He Jordan Mason was unreal. So, like, I, I'm all right with that. Mosquito Killer says, I feel like if Mason can work on blocking this offseason, we'll see him take a big leap. Man, I hope so. Because you, I love Elijah Mitchell. I paid a significant amount of my money to get Elijah Mitchell to our draft party last year. And that was freaking awesome. And he was great. Like I, I legitimately love Elijah Mitchell. The injuries are concerned, but you cannot tell me there's a difference from Jordan Mason and Elijah Mitchell. They're the same person. They're the same running style. They have the exact same effectiveness. Exact same. Um, the only difference, the only difference is that Kyle Shanahan trusts Elijah Mitchell more. Now, why that is, blocking, pass blocking, whatever, that's where that comes from. But if you are looking just at production itself, yeah, there's not a difference there. I mean, li listen to this. Here's this is crazy. I didn't even know this. I did not have this pulled, but I'm on pro football reference right now. Okay, Elijah Mitchell, 45 carries. Jordan Mason, 43 carries. This is past year. Elijah Mitchell, 279 yards. Jordan Mason, 259 yards. Touchdowns to Elijah Mitchell, one. Jordan Mason, 6.2 yards per attempt. Elijah Mitchell, six yards per attempt. Jordan Mason. They're the same. 
They're the same running style, fierce, physical, downhill, through people's souls, which I love. They're the same damn guy. One just doesn't have the trust yet, right? Um, they're same. They're same. Ugh. And that doesn't mean I don't like Elijah Mitchell. I freaking love Elijah Mitchell. But I also love Jordan Mason. And so I just really hope, I really, really do hope that they trust him more. You know, I said in the Eagles game right after the injury to Brock, I said it before. I was like, man, where are the Eagles weak? Right up the middle. Dude, this is a Jordan Mason game. Didn't give Jordan Mason any snaps. Um, yeah. yeah. Alberto, he says, drafting a running back doesn't mean TDP is gone uh, or done. It's always good to have a running back in line. Right. And so my argument is that if you draft one early in the third or fourth round, I think that's what that signifies. If you draft one late, then I think, does that make sense? They're going to get running backs. You got to have five. You got four. You got four on the roster. You got four. I like them, right? CMC, Mitchell, Mason, TDP. You got four. You have to have five or six. So they're, they're going to be adding some more. There's no doubt about that. Now, this wasn't part of the question from Chris, but I wanted just to quickly go through, and this is going to kind of wrap up our show, the other sophomore year or second-year players, right? Um, and you got to start at the top with Drake Jackson. And we're going to allow the head coach himself to give a lengthy answer to why Drake Jackson, who had such a promising start, was like third in the NFL and tipped passes through like the midway point of the season and was just a pass rushing specialist, all those things. He was a healthy scratch down the down the, the end of the year. Why? Uh, let's listen to Kyle Shanahan. I think we can get – I mean, I think Drake showed a lot this year on what he can be, um, but he needs to get to what he can be. I thought he was closer to that earlier in the year. Uh, it was a long season, um, and I think he learned as the year goes, if you lose um, – any power in this league, it gets a lot harder. And uh, we had a decent group of rushers. And I think as the year went out and just got towards the end, um, it got too long for him. And it's just body wasn't quite ready for it, what we needed. And um, if we had an injury or something, we were definitely going to give him up, get him up. But we fell towards the end of the year better with other guys. And still, he's the exact same talent that we drafted. We really enjoyed the person. Um, but like I said to a lot of our guys in our meeting yesterday that, People don't get what anyone means by how long an NFL season is. And all the college players here are coming in. Is this what I hear? Is this what I hear? When's the rookie wall? And it's the same stuff for veterans who haven't had to mentally strain the pressure of what you're trying to do when you're trying to do something more than just player games and get to the playoffs. And I think our whole team felt that this year. And so everyone's exhausted. And that's what I want people to know going away. It's, it's yeah, I'm going to get away because I need to recover, but everything in these next six months is dedicated to how I can make it through that and making it through that isn't totally natural. You can't just show up and do that stuff. And it goes for rookies more than anything. Um, but it goes to coaches. Um, it goes to all your players, how you sleep, right? How you eat, right? How you live your life, how you get all stuff in order. So you're planned for that six to seventh month, um, challenge that you're going on. And I think a lot of our guys got to see that, which I think is good for them. And they all say the right things when they leave. Um, and then we'll see how they handle when they come back. But um, when you ask about Drake, he's got the ability to really help us. So we're counting on him to do the right things to maximize his ability. That's a long answer, but 
I don't know if you're needing some motivation uh, <laughs> in your life. Uh, that's that's what you need to do. You gotta you gotta put the work in to get to where you want to go. Whether you're Drake Jackson, John Chapman with the podcast, or whomever, you've got to. It, it's funny because you know back whenever I was a teacher, right? I taught junior seniors, whatever else, and the the common thing was like, oh, once I get to college, then I'll try. And, you know, you hear from athletes and stuff like, oh, you know, we'll see. I'm going to make it to the NFL or whatever, and I'll work hard once I get on a college team. And I'm just like, man, that's not how it works. That's, that's not life. And a lot of this, these issues for football players, right? Like I was transitioning that concept, those concepts to Drake Jackson. Going through that draft process ruins your football work, but you have to do it to land the job. And it, it's counterproductive. And we saw it with Trey Lance, you know, talking about how, you know, he was throwing the ball for 20 months consecutively and it just caused issues. Like, that's a problem. So now, Drake Jackson, now all these other players, Burford, Womack, Kalia Davis, the kill, you know, all these guys, they just get to focus on their craft. Who are they going to be? What type of offseason are they going to have? Are they going to put in the time? Those are the important questions. And I really, really hope because Drake Jackson was a steal. I think 52 or 53 where they got him. He was a steal. And he showed. He's shown you on tape how good he can be. Consistency is the truest measure of greatness. Flashes and talent, that's great. You get into week 17, week 18. I just talk. That's all I do. I don't know if you know how tired I was of that playoff run. I loved every second of it. But the traveling and the talking and the sponsors and the emails and the DMs, I was exhausted. Um, you know, I mean, I took one day off, one day off where I did not like talk about the podcast travel or whatever from July all the way to what was it like January something like I was tired. These guys are actually doing things with their body. It's not even close to comparable, even though I'm comparing them. But I really am excited for Drake Jackson. Um, and I think that he has the opportunity to start opposite of Bosa. I do. And I, I think that somebody would have to take that job from him. And so going from a healthy scratch in the playoffs to starting, we'll see. Because the guys that were starting in front of him, Omenihue, he's a free agent. Um, sorry, uh, Samson Ebukam was starting, free agent. Omenihue, free agent. Jordan Willis, free agent. Kerry Hyder, free agent. All those guys, free agents. Right now, Drake Jackson is penciled in as a starter. Now, they're going to add more players. That's up to him to take it. Shout out to my man, Shaj. Appreciate your generosity. He says, like, subscribe, Patreon, do it. Go on, do it. I'll wait, do it. It is a free thing to click the like button, the thumbs up down at the bottom of the screen, or the subscribe button. That's free ways to support the show, and it matters. Um, that's how we get more viewers. That's how we get recommended to more people, um, wherever it is you're listening, whether that's Spotify, Apple, um, free ways to support the show. Um, really, really appreciate that. Thank you, Shache. Appreciate you bringing that up. Um, now Burford, probably the best rookie that we had not named Brock Purdy. Um, I mean, he, Burford was incredible. Started week one, rotated. Will he stay at right guard? Will he transition to right tackle? Um, that's, that's things to see. Look at shot J and yeah, this is new concept that Patreon is now. They have a free week of content. And if you want to come check it out and cancel after a week, I have no problem with that. Come join us Wednesday, um, to watch the 1994 game, 5 30 PM. Um, 
as soon as you subscribe to Patreon, um, you get access to all the content. 250 plus videos um, as soon as you sign up. So go check that out. It's free. Cancel after a week if you don't like it. Um, Edgar, he's, I love it, man. Shante's good people. Um, Samuel Womack, I, he's one of the players I'm most excited about. He was one of the players I was most excited about in the draft out of Toledo, the cornerback. He started weeks one and two, then lost his job to Demo. Um, then Jimmy Ward came back and took that nickel spot. Jimmy Ward's going to be gone. I fully expect Samuel Womack to start and stay at the nickel spot until another free agent, Emmanuel Mosley, comes back from his ACL tier. Yes, I fully expect Mosley to come back to the 49ers. And so I think your outside corners week one, Charvarius Ward, Demo, who I freaking love and was incredible, maybe the best 49ers playoff performance all three games was Demo over anybody else, and I will mean anybody else. He was that damn good. Um, and then you're going to have Samuel Womack in the slot until Emmanuel Mosley comes back. Whenever he comes back, Demo kicks back into the slot. Womack becomes your fourth corner. It's pretty good depth. Pretty good depth. Kalia Davis, he's back, baby. I know everybody's talking about defensive tackles, but he is back and important because you got Javon Kinlaw, you've got Eric Armstead, now you got Kalia Davis. You've got three guys. We don't know what he's going to be, but he's going to be fun. I'm excited to see what he can bring. And then Nick's a kill. I think he might be the starting center. I really do. I really do. He practiced, you know, at guards, both guard spots and center spot. Nick's a kill. There's a possibility Nick's a kill could start at center. There's a possibility he could start at right guard and he kicked Burford to right tackle. A lot of possibilities. A lot of possibilities. Now, I got to give a huge shout out to Clayton. Whenever I'm doing these shows, it's really, really hard to follow my notes and the chat and highlight things and make sure I don't miss questions and all that stuff. Clayton just makes this show a thousand times better. Uh, he's keeping track of all this stuff. Josh had a question that pertains to this. Um, he says, not a sophomore player, player, but thought moving forward with Ambry Thomas. Um, gosh, man. I don't know what to do with Ambry Thomas. I think he's good depth. Um, it's weird that he got passed up by, you know, so many people. He got passed up by Demo. He got passed up by Samuel Womack. He, he just keeps getting passed, keeps getting passed, keeps getting passed up. Uh, it's frustrating, but you have a corner that is your number five corner that started in an NFC championship game in a playoff run. So I do like that. But yeah, he was terrible uh, <laughs> preseason and just everybody kept passing him. Curious to see how he's going to respond. Uh, really am curious to see what that looks like. Um, let's see here. Let's get through some more of these questions. Uh, Crow 51 says, do you believe to look into defensive tackle and free agency? I do. I really do. But not expensive free agency. I, I do not. I am not one of those people that wants to go after, you know, guys like, Deron Payne, I think he's going to get $20 million. I don't think he's going to get out the door. Um, Javon Hargrave, he's going to get $20 million. I don't think the Niners, that's really their style. I think they're going to go after later guys like Andrew Billings, uh, you know, guys like Isaiah Mack, some of these young players like Kevin Givens and like some of these other guys, uh, Greg Gaines. You know, I, I think they're going to go after guys with high potential that haven't lived up to it yet. Uh, I, that's what I, so some bodies, I would bring back Ridgeway, Hassan Ridgeway. That'd be my number one choice, but I think you're going to be looking at more depth guys, especially when you had all those injuries at the defensive tackle spot. 
Ty McGill was awesome. Ty McGill was great. You picked him up off the scrap heap, man. Um, he played really, really well. So I, I don't I don't want to go after one of those high price guys. I just don't like that. Um, I just don't want to do that. I, I want to spend my money elsewhere. This guy says Jacoby Brissett, I think, would be a fit in free agency. I like Brissett. I really like Brissett. The problem is that dude got about $5 million last year. Do you want to spend $5 million? Because it's probably going to be a one-year deal. On a quarterback three? That's the problem. I would love Jacoby Brissett. Like, if you could say, dude, you get Jacoby Brissett on this team, thumbs up. The problem, as always... What's it going to cost? I want a Ferrari. Actually, I really don't. Uh, I'm not that cool. I don't want a Ferrari. But, like, I want a nice car. But you got to pay for it, right? Um, do I want to allocate that portion of, you know, my income to a nice car? I work from home. <laughs> Whenever I fly places, I Uber to the airport. So I don't have to pay for parking. So, like, if I bought a nice car then John Chapman can't go on as many rush road trips, right? Do you see what I'm saying? So for me, I don't want a nice car. I don't want a nice car at all. In fact, I'm trying to get rid. I have a Toyota Camry. It's a nice car. It does everything I need it to do. I want a cheaper car. Like I like I legitimately like, man, if I got a worse car, if I got rid of this car and got an even cheaper car, how would that help? Like that's the process I'm going on in the offseason, right? And for the 49ers, Jacoby Brissett's nice. $5 million for a number three quarterback. Do you remember how pissed off people were last year when they chose to release Nate Sudfeld, who was at $2 million? Now, the 40 hours are going to be keeping three quarterbacks guaranteed this year. But $5 million, maybe you talk to Brissett and say, hey, man, we'll give you $3 million, but you'll be coaching with Kyle Shanahan once your career ends. That might be a nice package deal there. Uh, I would not be upset with that one at all. Uh, a couple more questions. I think I have about five or six more uh, before we jump out of here. I said we we're going to jump out of here a while ago, but, man, I'm having fun. I hope you guys are having fun, too. This is awesome. Uh, Mosquito Killer says, John, you think Zach Allen would be a good pickup if they uh, go after him in free agency? I think that's who um, Aponte was talking about. I like Zach Allen. Um, I think that he is a much better fit in – What's it called? A 3-4? That's kind of what he's played. He's played that kind of J.J. Watt kind of role. Um, but I do like him, and I think that he would be fine. We would probably put him in the three technique. Um, you know, I, I think that's kind of what he would play with us. I do like him. But again, you know, is he going to be a cap casualty? Um, all that kind of stuff. Because I think he's still – let me see here. I'm pretty sure he's still under contract um with the Arizona Cardinals but uh, he he's always given us fits and yeah you know he's an unrestricted free agent this year so he's 26 years old I'm pretty sure I don't know I I like him I would love him but I think that's the type of guy that's going to get seven or eight million and we'll see I mean I mean he's a big dude he, he's a big dude so I, I'm not sure how he fits with us defensive end defensive tackle he's been that three four d end uh but i'd be very he's a hell of a football player and i would love to get him i'm not sure he's the best scheme fit but man he's a damn good football player and you could find a spot for him 100 percent. he hasn't been on my radar but there's no reason why you couldn't bring him in and it help it wouldn't be on my highest list of priorities but aponte knows what he's talking about 
Um, and so I, I, I'd like to hear his, his logic on that is, is what I'm saying. Uh, bro Montana. What's up, man? He says, John, I'm seeing a lot of hashtag CCs mention Broderick Martin, uh, for San Francisco. Also Dante steals, uh, Mauro Ojamo. I like him. Um, the center, I think for Michigan, you seen any of their tape from this draft class. I know you've seen Ojamo. I have missed your live Appreciate it, bro, Montana. Yeah, getting tape is hard. I'm struggling. My sources that I've gotten draft tape for in the past um, have changed jobs, and that has affected it considerably. I'm still fighting to get more all 22, uh, so I'll stay with you. But, yeah, we're going to do so much draft content. Um, and so a lot of those names I haven't done yet, so I don't want to give a mishonest or you know somebody else's work. Uh, haven't worked on all those guys yet, but we'll add them to the list and we'll see um, what we can find on them. Josh says, watch out for Cleas Davis. Kids come in this year and low expectations. He doesn't have to start. He gets to come in on spot duty after just sitting and watching the organization for a full year and just come in and just wreck shop. Remember, this dude was a linebacker. He was a linebacker. I'm excited about him. Really excited about him. Um, Alberto, he says, um, have a quick question, trading Mitchell, maybe for some draft picks due to his eligibility. Couldn't stay on the field and produce, uh, running back. We we've got four. What team is going to trade for Elijah Mitchell? You might be able to get a fifth round pick back. I would prefer Elijah Mitchell over a fifth round bet. Um, fifth round pick personally, we've got 11. We've got a lot of those picks and we know Elijah Mitchell can do it. It's just the health thing. And yeah, his health is a concern. Nobody got to trade for that. I say that you trade Jeff Wilson for a fifth, which was golly, man. I remember when that trade happened and I was like so ecstatic and people were like, man, you don't do that. You don't do that. You don't do that. Dude, that was a fleecing. That was a fleecing. Guess what? Jeff Wilson Jr. is now a free agent. They gave up a fifth for a running back that they barely used and wasn't very good. Hmm. Gosh. Uh, so, no, nah, I would not trade Mitchell uh, because he's so cheap. He's basically free <clears throat> to keep on the roster. And I would take Elijah Mitchell over a fifth-round pick because uh, you still got two more years. It was only his second year last year. You still got two more years. This year, next year, I, I'm staying with him. Um, unless, now, if somebody came up and offered me a fourth-rounder, I would listen to that conversation. I really would, especially because the Fort Aarons don't have a fourth. And because you heard my rant earlier on Jordan Mitchell, uh, Jordan Mason, I keep messing them up. They're the same damn player. I would be interested. So if you could get me a fourth round pick, I would listen to that conversation. Um, straight up for Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, I would listen to that conversation. And I just use that fourth round pick on another running back. Um, that's probably what I would do. Is he going to be as good as Elijah Mitchell? Probably not. But healthier and extending that cheap rookie deal. Fourth round pick, I would listen. Fifth round pick, I would not. Third round pick, hells yeah. We're doing that trade right now, no questions asked. Anywhere in third round, I'm in. Um, but I do like it. But again, the only reason why I entertain that is because I love Jordan Mason. And we have the same amount of production in Jordan Mason. Does that make sense? I hope so. Uh, this guy, um, if Drew Sanders, Arkansas linebacker, is there, I hope we snag him, could replace Aziz. Man, the linebacker room is pretty freaking solid. <clears throat> it's pretty solid. I know Aziz is gone, and that sucks because he's incredible. But I Oren Burks was great. He was incredible um, coming in and playing. Marcelino McCrary Ball, super high ceiling. 
Curtis Robinson, love it. DFF, ah, don't like more of a special teamer. But man, uh, oh, I'm excited, man. I, I I'm excited. I'm really excited. Um, yeah, I like this linebacker room, and man, I freaking love it. I love it. So appreciate you guys. Um, y'all are incredible. Um, yeah, here we go. Another question, real quick, before I jump out of here. Uh, how about putting together a player pick package for starting uh, right tackle? Uh, need a bit of philosophy shift. Yeah, I'd be open for that. What those options are, teams are not getting rid of offensive tackles. They're just not. It's the worst position in the NFL, man. It really is. But you turn over every stone, and I think you put out some calls and say, hey, man, what do you want for your right tackle? Hey, man, what do you want for your right tackle? But what are you offering? Give you a third-round comp pick this year and our fourth next year? That's what I would be offering. You get a third this year, fourth next year. I'd do that. I would do that. I'd be, I'd be totally cool with that. But now you're into cap and all that kind of stuff and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, I that is one thing that I wish the 49ers did do more is trade for kind of some expiring contracts. You know, the, the Patriots used to do it a lot. The um, Yeah, I would like that. Baltimore does it a lot. I'd be totally down for that. So, anyway, you guys are great. Uh, really appreciate it. This is fun, man. I know it's off season, but there's still so much stuff to talk about and get to. And, man, so much stuff just right around the corner. Uh, we, we got a lot of stuff coming. Appreciate you guys. And until next time, stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.